most progressive companies can do this, and some already are doing it. Mm -hmm. If you look at Procter & Gamble, they tie executive compensation to executives' record of achievement promoting women. That's a real showing of commitment and support. Others are investing in really innovative tools like Xerox. They've made a hybrid of Match.com and social networking to connect mentors with mentees. So you don't even have to meet. You don't even have to be located in the same office. You can be matched with somebody, and that's women to women. So women are building the pipeline in that organization. Hmm. But it needs to have teeth. It needs to have executive support. Someone needs to be accountable for it. And you need metrics. It really helps when you show this. Right. The other group is the big four. Mm -hmm. They have been really innovative in terms of naming the problem of too few women at the top and really doing something about it. Interesting things. Now, the list of women that you've interviewed is quite impressive. The former president of the Los Angeles Dodgers, the CEO of the Washington Post. How did you get to these women? Why did they agree to be interviewed? I was an MBA student at Johns Hopkins when I came up with this idea that I'd love to compile research, do these interviews. I decided to reach out to these women the old-fashioned way. I wrote to them. I explained there's this hole in the leadership development literature. There's very few business books, leadership books targeted at Gen X, Gen Y women. And together we can fill this hole and do something about it. To my amazement, the vast majority of women I reached out to said, yes, I'd be interested in doing it. You can do the interview and I excerpt quote for common learning. Selena, my daughter has her eye on, at some point in time, some type of leadership position. If she were to come to you looking for coaching, what would you advise? I'd say for somebody who's a newcomer to the work world, take 100% ownership of your career. It sounds like common sense, but it's not really common practice. And the reason for that is the school model teaches us, usually, if you work really hard for something, there'll be some reward at the end. In business, that doesn't work. Yeah. Good work is not enough to guarantee rewards. You need to also be an advocate and be really comfortable asking and negotiating on your own behalf. Those are the people that tend to move up, not just the competent ones, but the ones who ask, who say, here are my aspirations. They really make it known and share where they want to be with people and keep asking until they get there. We know from research, women negotiate about four times less than men. Now, why is that? Is it just societal? I think a large part of it is uh -huh. in our rearing, we tend to talk and reinforce more to little boys mm -hmm. about being brave, taking a risk, a little more of a risk orientation, going for it. With little girls, it tends to be more reinforcement about relationships, maintaining relationships. You were so nice to that little boy or you shared. That was really nice. Right. We bring that into the workplace. As women, we see these conversations like asking for a raise as a confrontation. Linda Babcock out of Carnegie Mellon's done really, really neat research into this. She asked men and women to liken negotiation to an analogy. Men most often likened it to a wrestling match. And women most often likened it to a trip to the dentist. <laughs> okay. So if you think about that, a wrestling match, there's parity until somebody wins. It's strategic. Hmm. A dentist's office, that's a passive thing that nobody likes. Right. So absolutely for the newcomer. Invest early in negotiating. If you invest in that, either through a coach or through training at the beginning of your career, you will call on those skills throughout the length of your career. That's a really worthy investment. Now, you must have seen, and you probably see all the time, women 
who either aspire to leadership or who are in leadership positions making mistakes. Mm -hmm. What are some of those common mistakes? One you'll notice next time you're in a meeting, if you look at how men and women talk, women tend to qualify their ideas or their opinions before sharing it. Examples that are pretty common are, this might be a silly idea. I'm sorry if somebody already asked this question. This might be off topic, but and the list goes on. Right. In a way, we're buffering the opinion we're about to give by saying, I'm not sure how good this is. The issue is in business, a lot of people will take you at face value. So if you're saying your ideas are silly, that's not how you want to introduce something. Of course not. A hallmark of a leader is to stand behind your ideas and your opinions that you're giving, knowing they're not going to be embraced every time. But you're okay with the risk. You know, you'll bounce back. Mm -hmm. The issue of personal branding enters into this conversation about women in leadership as well.